All right. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good to see you guys here this morning. want to say hi to those who are watching and worshiping with us online. I know it's kind of nasty outside, but as a church, we're gathered here together today, and we're thankful for the opportunity to be together in person. And uh, after service today, we're moving forward with our picnic. It will not happen outside. It's all going to happen in here. So there will be a little bit of uh, rearranging going on uh, for a few minutes as we end our service and kind of reset to be able to have picnic and games and fun and things in here. As well, there will be an ice cream truck that will be uh, driving up. And, um, and so you'll have uh, an opportunity to, to go out and, um, and, and visit the ice cream truck. They'll be at the front, I believe. And so that'll be happening as well. Um, and uh, we are going to have a little bit of a different flow this morning. Um, we've got our dear uh, friends, uh, more like family now, for about a decade, uh, maybe 11 years it has. Uh, Michael and Natasha Turner and their boys uh, with us today, Josh and Zach. And they're going to be leading us in worship as well as bringing the word. They've been coming now annually, uh, with the exception of maybe a here or there, but um, we're excited they're with us today. Uh, you'll notice, if you don't know Michael, um, he, he's got a slight accent. Uh, uh, he's from <laughs> from New Zealand, and so I always want to talk like that, and but I can't, and so it's probably good. But anyway, uh, anyway, we're excited to hear their family's story, their journey, and, um, and we're going to hear some updates uh, about what's going on in their ministry as well as um, how God's been using them uh, to touch so many different lives. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and stand. I'm going to pray, and like I said, we're going to do it a little different today, a little f- different flow than we normally have here today, but uh, just go, go along with us. Our kids will be dismissed to their class from kindergarten through grade six here shortly, so hang tight. Let's, let's pray. Let's bow our heads and get ready for today. Father, we are thankful that you bring us here today, that you have brought us together in your house. You tell us where two or three or more gathered together in your name, there you are in their midst. And so we acknowledge your presence here. And Lord, we invite your tangible presence to be with us today. Your presence, Lord, makes all the difference. Your presence changes us. Your presence, O oh Lord, reassures us. Your presence makes our life so much greater. And so we welcome you, we invite you, and we are thankful, Lord, for you and all that you want to accomplish today in our midst. We give you this time today as we come in to worship you, to give you glory, to give you praise, to magnify your great name, the name of Jesus, that is truly the name above all names. So what any one of us might be facing, wrestling with, dealing with, being conflicted by today, all of those things must bow to the name of Jesus. And we thank you that your name reigns, and Jesus, you are king, and you are sovereign, and you rule with graciousness and kindness, and you rule with power and might. And so we thank you for that today. We lift our lives to you and say, come, come, Lord Jesus, and have your way in our midst, have your way in our lives, and may we all leave here different and changed by being in your presence, in Jesus' name, amen.
this morning. Come on, he's worthy of all our praise. With all of our hearts, we honor him. Come on, who can stop him? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? 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 We're saying. Let's give God the glory. Let's give God the praise this morning. I want you to think about what's going on in your world, in your life, going on in your heart, going on maybe in your family today. And I want you to think about the power and the majesty and the love and the grace of Jesus that can break any chain of darkness, any chain of conflict, any chain of stronghold in our life, any chain of bondage that you and I or any loved one that you and I have in our life is facing. I want you to think about that today as we continue to worship our Lord here in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to just remind you of a few things. We're going to do our announcements real quick. Take you a quick seat, and then I'm going to ask you to get back up. So it's calisthenic morning on Sundays. Just real fast, I want you to, we're just about a week or so away from camp for our next generation. We've got our New Life Kids Camp coming up June 1st through the 3rd. You can register for that online at our website at nlcj.org, or you can also register your children on our church center app. It'll walk you through and uh, give you the registration forms. You can make your payments and everything online doing that, okay? So that'll walk you through, as well as our Glare Youth Camp is also coming up. It's the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st, uh, ending the month of May. And uh, that as well is online, nlcj.org, and also on the Church Center app. So you can go online and register for both of those camps and uh, for either one, and you can make your payments for those coming up, okay? And if you've got questions about either camp, if you would, just give the church office a call. Uh, and after, or after service, you can see Pastor Haley, myself, and we can uh, help direct you to the uh, right place for that, okay? Um, and then also, coming up in about two weeks, on June the 4th, there's a community-wide, church-wide event called March for Jesus, and uh, it's sponsored by so many different churches in our community. It's actually a nationwide march happening in 
lots of cities and towns across our country, and Jackson is one of the places where it's going to happen. It'll happen near the downtown area on Saturday, June the 4th, and uh, it's, a, it's a march just to lift up and pray and uh, to lift up the name of the Lord and to pray as you walk. And then it's going to culminate uh, down at the uh, AMP downtown in Jackson with a time of worship and prayer. Uh, live band will be there and all of those sorts of things, live music. And so that's on Saturday, June the 4th. want to make sure you're aware of that. Our church was one of the sponsor churches that helped partner with that as well as sponsor in prayer. We've been praying uh, for the last three months uh, for that particular event. So Saturday, June 4th, and if you've got any sp- special questions about that, you can, after service, you can see our associate pastor, Pastor Prentice Woods, he's been heading that prayer team up. You can talk to him about that, and uh, he'll help point you in the right direction. All right? Well, listen, as I said, calisthenics Sunday, so I'm going to ask you to stand back up, and as you stand, we're going to dismiss our New Life Kids, kindergarten through grade six. Uh, You can go ahead and follow the New Life Kids leader. Pastor Haley's there at the back to lead your children to class, and then she will uh, help get you ready and set for your class and then after service again if you're just getting here or just tuning in after service we will have our picnic everything has been shifted to happen inside here in the gymnasium so part of the gymnasium will be will be uh rearranged to uh help us get accommodated for that picnic we've got jumpers we've got an ice cream truck and then um we've got drinks uh provided for everyone and um you love for you to stay in fellowship with us today All right. You guys ready? All right, Michael. Amen. So good to be with you all the way, all the way, all the way from New Zealand via Sacramento, California. Yeah. Are you you all alive out there? Yeah. Thank you for coming out in this beautiful evening. Morning. Two years ago, I was driving over the Swiss Alps with my band in Europe. And as I'm looking at these Alps, I'm thinking, how awesome is our God? And in my heart, all I can hear is the sound, freedom. And suddenly, these words begin to drop into my heart as I'm driving over the Alps, hoping not to fall over. I hear this, I hear this. I've been liberated. Heaven rescued me. I've been liberated. No longer a slave, I'm free. Out of the desert into the river. Then I hear this, I can feel it in my bones, they're dancing, I can feel it in my heart, it's racing, I can feel it in the air, I'm breathing, I am alive, I am free, sing this with me, I can feel it in my bones, I can feel it in my heart, it's racing, I can feel it in the air, I'm breathing, I am alive. I am free. I said, honey, give me the phone. And I sang the song into the phone. The next thing you know, I recorded a brand new album. And so so today we want to share this song with you. You may have heard it. But I believe it's important as the body of Christ that we remember that we have been liberated from all the fear, the guilt, the shame, the pain, the chaos, the craziness, 
in the planet today, Jesus has made a way for us to be free. We just got to believe. Say believe. Are you ready to sing with me? Let's make this an anthem together. Come on.
Say stop. Come on. Jesus, come on. Oh, we love you. Father God, we celebrate your goodness and kindness today. We celebrate your sacrifice that you came to make us free, free from the curse of sin and death. We love you and we honor you today in Jesus' name. You can have a seat for just one minute, one minute. It is such a privilege to be here with you today. And I just want to take this time just to honor your church and your pastors for supporting us as we uh, help to take aid into Ukraine. Has, has, has anybody seen what has been going on in the Ukraine? Lift up your hands. I think all of us have, right? So we have our, our family, the band, the ministry has been going to Ukraine for 18 years. For 18 years, we have seen the power of God move in that n- nation probably like no other. And town squares will do amazing Concerts will have 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 people a night. Incredible. And so we have developed an amazing connection with the people of Ukraine. My wife actually was born in Harikov, one of those uh, uh, towns which has been heavily bombed. And so when the invasion started six, eight weeks ago, it was very personal. And so As soon as the invasion starts, we started to get texts. And the pastor that we have been partnering with in Ukraine for 18 years gets a hold of us. He says, my family, my son and I are in Africa. We need help to get back into Ukraine. We can't get back into Ukraine because all the airports are shut. Can you guys help us to at least get into Germany? So we help them to get into Germany. At the same time, his wife daughter-in-law, son-in-law, grandson had to flee the eastern part as the invasion was coming through with nothing but their clothes on. They hop in the car and they begin to make their way, hoping to get to Poland, all right? What would normally take them six hours takes four days. We're with them every step of the way as they're sneaking through towns, trying to evade the army that's coming through. To cut a long story short, they meet in 
Poland, the pastor gets to Germany, rents a van, then they meet in Poland. About a week later, he gets a hold of us, calls us, and I can see he's not in Poland. It looks like he's back in Ukraine. So the bishop, the pastor who was in Poland, he said, I didn't feel comfortable with all my pastors. He's the bishop of of over 400 churches. He says, I didn't feel comfortable with seeing my pastors having to stand alone. I couldn't bear the thought of them being alone. I had to get back into Ukraine to support them. What a man. Yeah. What a man. So I said to him, how can we help you? He says, I can see in the future that the people of Ukraine are going to need food. The supply chains are being affected. I said, okay, awesome. Hung hung up the phone, got on the phone. We have contacts all over Europe. Talked to one of our uh, 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 connections in Germany. I said to him, Torben, get the biggest truck you can get your hands on. Fill it with food. We need to get food into Ukraine. Okay? He hangs up the phone. One hour after, he says to me, I spoke. He calls me back. He says, I talked to my next door neighbor who owns a trucking company. He's given us a big truck and a driver for free. Right? Then he goes to the super stores. They offer us food for quarter of the price. Right? I then send an email to all of our connections all, all over the globe. You, you, you guys were a part of that. Within three weeks, $100,000 comes in. Come on. And so we've, we are sending trucks into Ukraine to help the people. You guys were a part of that. Thank you. We have a, a video clip they want to share. Because our God is, if, if, everyone say, Waymaker. Say, our God is a way maker.
cesty. Father, we thank you today that no matter what we're facing in life, you are the way maker. You are the way maker. We honor you. We submit to you. We surrender to you. We trust you today. sing this together. Come on. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. And I worship you. I worship you. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who
God, that is who you are. You are way maker. My God, that is who you are. Even when, even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Jesus. 
run to you. You are the Savior. There is no other. You are our healer, and we run to you. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. You are way maker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God. That is who you are. And that is who you are. 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 That is who you Jesus, I am yours, 
Sing this as an anthem. And I am yours. Your blood has paid for me, Lord. And I am yours, my God. And I am waiting for you. And I saying am yours your price your price your purchase your purchase lift your hands and sing this everybody sing it and I am yours your blood has paid for me your blood has paid for me and I and me yours and I'm waiting and I am waiting for you waiting for you Lord 
Father, you're so good to us. You're so kind to us. We thank you today for the beauty and the wonder of the world that you've created for all of us to enjoy. We honor you. We surrender. We submit our lives unto you every day. We're just so grateful for your glorious presence in our lives. Father, there's nothing that really needs to be said today because your presence is here. (laughs) You speak to us. In, in the quietness, Lord Jesus, you speak to us. And that's all we need. We only need you. We only need you. But, Father, we're here also to just to hear some stories, encouraging testimonies of your goodness, because you are, you are alive and well in our lives. Thank you for your mercy and grace. In Jesus' name. Anyone love Jesus today? Come on, family. It's awesome. Thank you. You can have a seat for just a minute. As I said earlier, it's always an honor to be able to come and partner with God's people. And, you know, it's interesting for 23 years and over coming up to 50 countries in the world, God took this little hobbit. In, has, has anyone seen the, the movie The Lord of the Rings? Did, have you seen The Hobbit? Well, I grew up on a farm 10 minutes away from where they filmed The Shire, Right? So whether you like it or not, I'm the closest thing to a hobbit you'll ever experience in Jackson. Jackson, yeah. And so when I said yes to Jesus when I was 16 years of age, I never dreamed that I'd be coming to Jackson. 
and meet a guy called Pastor Jeremy Smith. But when we obey the Lord and, and we say yes to him, he, he in, in, the, in the midst of his assignment, sends us to wherever he wants us to be and he connects us to whomever he wants us to connect with. And so since our last time with you, I think we, we shared with you a little bit that God had opened doors for us to go to the Balkan states. The Balkans, the Balkans, we've been going to the western part of Europe for 20 years and into the east over there in Ukraine and the Slavic countries, but we've never actually been in, into the Balkan states. In fact, I, honestly, I didn't really know about the Balkan states, sadly. But God opened the door recently. And so uh, we went to uh, Greece, Macedonia area, uh, Serbia, Bosnia, Croatia, Croatia, and North Macedonia. And so I've just got a little uh, clip I want to share with you just to give you a visual picture of where we've been. And then I want to share some amazing stories of what God did on that, on that uh, trip for us. Cool. Three mountains. You got the. You got one, two, three on the right. Okay. This is. is I'm so excited to be here today to share something with you because that I get really pumped about. I. I sometimes I can't sleep at night when I think about what I'm about to share with you. But nestled in the foothills of the mountains that you're seeing on the right is the location of the ancient city of Philippi. All right. It's in this location right there, right in the cave. Can we just z- zoom in just a little bit? Let it, let it go just a little bit. 
No, you can't. Okay, cool. All right. You can see it, right? Good. All right. This is really cool stuff, guys. This is really awesome. All right, so nestled in the foothills of these mountains is the ancient city of Philippi. Yeah, it's the location of Paul's first convert, Lydia, right? It's the location of his first church plant in Europe. The book of Philippians was written to the people who lived in the mountains. Come on, somebody. Come on. It's where Paul and Silas were placed in prison. Philippi was named after Alexander the Great's father, Philip. Many battles have been fought in the fields that you're looking at right there. The Roman general, Mark Anthony, who famously fell in love with Cleopatra, he, he, he fought battles. There's so much bloodshed. There's so much has happened in those fields that has impacted history. This place is saturated with history. It is to this church at Philippi, in that location, Paul said in Philippians 1.6, listen carefully, he says, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. It's to those people. How many have been impacted by that? Yeah? How many have been touched by that scripture? All right. Philippians 1.20 says, for me to live, to live is Christ and to die is gain. It was to the people who live there. Philippians 2, 12, it says, work out your, how many have heard, heard this one? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It was to the people from, it, it, it began there, and then it went all over the globe to this little place in Jackson, to all the way to New Zealand. These words are alive. Come on. It's going to get hotter in here, I tell you right now. In Acts 16, in Acts 16, the Apostle Paul, on his second missionary journey, was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to take the gospel to Asia, and so he's diverted to Europe. But while in Troas, a vision came to him in the night, and we pick up the narrative in Acts 16, 9, and it says, in Acts 16 and verse 9, and it says, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. What, is, what does the word gospel mean? Does anyone know what the word gospel means? It means good news. Say good news. Say good news. How many think we all need some good news today? The message, believe it or not, the message that God wants to pour into our hearts today is called the good news. Shout good news. Shout it out. Say good news. Come on, let's read on. Therefore, in verse 11, it says, Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to smother us. And the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. Let's now have a little look at this area. We've got it on a map here. Let's have a look at the area of Macedonia where he went from Troas. Can you see Troas? Then to Smotheris, then to Neapolis, then to Philippi. Now, we were staying on the island of Thassos. Can you see that island there, 
fast sauce, yes? We were staying on that island. Let's have a visual look at that. If we can have, I think that photo is there. There it is. Look at that, would you? That church was a beautiful church we went to every day. It was amazing. And, and it's just this beautiful island, so much history in that area. And if you look at the, the hills, the mountains in the background, you can see the city of Neapolis, the city that is spoken of in the Bible. Now let's have a look at the photo of Philippi, just to give you a visual. That's what Philippi would have looked like, the Roman colony would have looked like, nestled in the mountains, nestled in the hill there that you and I were looking at. If, if, if Everyone say, God's word. Say, God's word is alive. The Bible is a history book, people. You know, you can go, there are museums there that talk about the Apostle Paul in the secular museum. Everyone say, Paul was a real man. He lived. Come on, let's read on. Are you, are you all with me this morning? Come on. Verse 13. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the woman who we met. Now a certain woman named who? Lydia. Say Lydia. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. And the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken of by Paul. Who, who opened her heart? Who opened her heart? The Lord opened it. Did Paul open her heart? Did Paul open her heart? No, the Lord did. God opened the heart to heed the words spoken of by Paul. And it says, it says, And the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken of by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and, and stay. So she persuaded us. Let's now have a look at the river where Lydia was baptized. This is pretty special to me. Look at that. There it is. Is that awesome or what? That's where Lydia was baptized. Say God's word is real. I tell you, it was such an awesome treat to be able to sing there and to honor the Lord where we have the, the gospel, the good news coming out of the Middle Eastern area into Europe where it began to go all, all over the globe. This is a very special location on the planet. Let's read on. Let's read on. In verse 16, say good news. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged into the market, and they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs that are not lawful for us. It says, then the multitude rose up together against them. The magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods and when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. And having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. Let's have a look at the, 
let's have a look at the prison. This is the prison where Paul and Silas, if you can see at the back, there's like a dungeon area. That is the location where Paul and Silas were stuck in prison. Say, God's word's alive. Now let's have a look at the earthquake. The earthquake shook the whole earth. That's the fruit. They've had so many earthquakes in that area. That was one of many that have shook that whole area, basically destroyed that whole place. Come on. Let's move on. But at midnight, say, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were grumbling and complaining and cursing God for, is that what happened? The Bible says what? The Bible says Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from his sleep and seeing the prison doors were open, supposing the prisoners had fled, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm. Now, if I was Paul at that moment and I'm in stocks, I'm all chained up and an earthquake happens and I'm now set free, I'm running for my life. I'm not hanging around to hang out with the prison guard. Are you all with me? But Paul was a different type of guy. Paul had, had a different, he had, his insides were made of different stuff. Why? Because he, on that donkey, had an encounter with the living God. And his purpose, his life, was not about his own agenda, was not about his own plans. It was not about trying to feed and sustain his belly. It was all about obeying the purpose of God. And the purpose of God was that that God would come to the revelation of the good news of Jesus, that freedom is found in him and him alone. The Bible says, then he called for a light, ran in, fell down the prison guard. He called after Paul says, hold on, stop, stop. He calls for a light, ran in, fell down trembling before Paul and Silas, and he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? The prison guard says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Family of God, we are living in a moment in history where people around your lives are going to come to you in this moment of chaos, in, the, in the, this moment of madness. They're going to run to you, people who you never dreamed of, people who you've been believing for and praying for for a long, long time. They're going to come to you and say, ma'am, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And you're all going to say, this is what you and I are going to say, so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Come on. That's worth a bit of a clap there, a shout, a, a snort, a cough, something. No matter how dark life seems, no matter how dark life seems, no matter how hopeless your situation is, my situation is, we are reminded today that salvation is in the name of Jesus. In a world flooded with bad news, 
The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. The gospel of Jesus is freedom from prison cells. Freedom from chains that bind. Luke 4.18. Jesus says this. Remind yourself, remind our hearts today. This is why Jesus came. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Say good news. To the poor, he has, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty. Say liberty. Say I've been liberated. Say I've been liberated. The Bible says to set at liberty all who are oppressed. At the time of Paul's mission to Europe, the Roman Empire controlled the planet with an iron fist. The people were oppressed. The slavery was ex- accepted. Poverty and sickness filled the land. It was so brutal that Paul and Silas were beaten and placed in prison for bringing the good news of Jesus. And as my family and team and I stood outside these historical monuments, as we're gazing upon these world-changing landmarks and Coming to grips with what we're seeing and hearing, there are two emotions that gripped our hearts. The first emotion is, this is epic, Pastor Jerry. I mean, over there, Paul and Silas in prison. Over here, in that river, the Lydia gives her life to Jesus and is baptized. Over here, in the mountain, I'm looking at this mountain, that's where that Philippians church was. This was huge, this was epic. The second emotion is this. The second emotion is one of soberness. One of sobriety, one of even sadness. Why? Why? Because Philippi is in ruins. The Macedonia as a region is in ruins. Uh, the Greece, North Macedonia, Serbia, Bosnia, it's in ruins. Crosses stand on all the mountains. There are crosses on almost any mountain. You can't miss the cross. It's everywhere. People cross their hearts daily, literally. People will be driving in the car and you'll see them. They'll be walking down the street. The evidence of God is everywhere. But faith, but faith, where is the faith? Where is the liberty? Why are not the people free? Why are they walking like zombies at times, you see them? After all Jesus has done, after all he's given us, why are the people not free? Where is the evidence of the good news? As I begin to ponder this incredible moment, as I'm looking around, my wife and I, there's such a heaviness in Greece. It's unbelievable. The cross is everywhere. But where's the freedom? And as I'm pondering this moment, the Holy Spirit leads me to Hebrews. And I believe today it's important. You and I capture hold of our hearts today, individually, individually as people, corporately as families, husbands, wives. We've got to captivate our hearts and take, take, take note of what the Holy Spirit wants to speak into our hearts today. Because what happens there can happen here. It can happen anywhere. And there's a reason. Let's have a look. Hebrews 4, 1 to 3. Let's read this. Therefore... Since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, say fear. Paul had a fear. He says, let us fear, lest any of you seem to come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well to them. But listen, but, say but. 
but the word which they heard did not profit them. It did not, the words they heard, the word of God, the words of Jesus that they heard did not profit them. Why? Because they were not mixed with faith in those that heard it. Revelation knowledge that is not mixed with faith becomes philosophy. Say philosophy. Revelation knowledge, God's words, Jesus' words that is not mixed with belief or faith becomes philosophy and it does not profit us. Was Jesus just a philosopher? Was he just a philosopher standing next to Plato and Socrates? Were the words of Jesus the words of a mere man? John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through Him. Without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 10, it says, And He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, and the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. But, say but, As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus was the word, the dream, the vision of God made flesh. The Bible says he was filled with grace and truth. God's words through Jesus were not philosophy, a good idea, a wellness plan, nuggets of information to help make us better people. They were the same words that hung The sun, the moon, the stars, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, they were the same words that created the planet that we live on today. In Jesus, we see a picture and a painting of God's original plan for our lives. Say in Jesus, I see a picture and a painting of how God made me to be. Jesus was the new man. The Bible says in Genesis 1, 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Thank the Lord Jesus, we didn't come from monkeys. Our father made those monkeys and we love to spend a lot of money watching those monkeys swing from the trees with incredible ease. You know what I mean? But the difference between you and I and the monkey is we were made in the image and likeness of God He made the monkeys, but you and I were made in him, by him, through him. This is the truth that will set you free today. Free from the satanic nature that came into the world through Adam's sin. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. The words of Jesus are truth. This is the truth. It's not just a good idea. This truth was founded upon the authority of God. Why? Jesus only spoke what his father told him to speak. 
John 12, 49, Jesus speaking, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. Family of God, the good news of the gospel is God's heart to deliver the world from satanic enslavement, making way for mankind to be restored into God's original plan. There is a rest for humanity. There is a rest for every human being on the planet. But we've got to believe the words of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. The apostle Paul says that he feared. He feared as Jesus had come and the apostle had preached the gospel and thousands of people had been baptized and filled with the Spirit. The apostle Paul said, I fear. I fear what? I fear lest we fall short of entering the rest that we didn't deserve, that we didn't pay for, but it is a rest that is given to humanity because of God's love for us. And as I gaze around the world, I fear, I honestly fear, philosophy in America is taking over faith. Philosophy and good ideas, wellness plans, and nuggets of truth that are not the truth of God, but just good ideas are overtaking the Word of God. And the problem is, is that only the Word of God can make you free. Only Jesus we look around us today. People are not at rest in the body. We're not at rest. Many of us are not at rest. Family, God has a rest for you. God has a rest for me. And in the midst of perilous time, God has a rest for all of us. Man seems to be placing his trust in the words of man rather than the word of God. And listen, we all become slaves to the words that we place our trust in. We become servants. Psalms 27 says, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but what? We will remember the name of the Lord our God. Will anybody remember his name today? Online today, wherever you are at home, will you remember the name of Jesus? Proverbs 18, 10, it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. My goodness, in Jesus' name, I personally have seen demons come out of people. I have visually seen a demon spirit on multiple occasions come running out of human beings. In Jesus' name, I personally have experienced deaf ears popping open. In Jesus' name, as many of you I'm sure here today and online have seen, we've seen diseases, uh, epilepsy and all manner of diseases healed from people. I have seen it in Jesus' name. My family has been provided for and protected for over 23 years throughout over 40 nations. In Him, nothing is impossible. In Him, there is nothing that is too hard. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. We just got to believe. Whose words are we listening to? As I'm standing in front of Philippi, the pastor asked me, would you come to a town 20 kilometers away and preach the gospel? I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. I'm in Macedonia where Paul is and this little hobbit from New Zealand is about to share the gospel with people in the region. Can you imagine? So here I am standing there. I, I, we, my f- family and I, we get 20 kilometers away from Philippi 
to a city called Drama. And as I'm about to get up to speak, the pastor says to me, as I'm about to get up to speak, he says, I just want to tell you this, that most of the people that you're speaking to today don't believe that the Holy Spirit moved beyond the book of Acts. I was like, are you kidding me, Pastor Jerry? Are you serious? At the time we were there, restriction, the COVID restrictions were still in place. And so as you saw on the video, we have small groups everywhere because the church has not been able to meet in their church buildings. They meet at the, at the, at the beach. They meet in the garden. They meet at the park. They meet in the sports center. They meet on the b- b- balcony. And so we've got about, I've got about 80, 80 people from Macedonia. And I get up there and as that pastor talks to me and says to me, son, uh, most of these people don't believe that the Holy Spirit went beyond the book of Acts. I couldn't hardly contain myself. I, I turned to Acts 1 and I said, people of Greece, the Bible says, Jesus said to his disciples and what he said to his disciples, he's saying it to you and I today. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I said, people of Greece, I am the fulfillment of Acts chapter 1-8 because I am from New Zealand, which is the ends of the earth. You can't get much further from Jerusalem than New Zealand. I am the living proof of that what God's word said would be, would be. He's alive today. Then I took them. I said, come with me to the the, the psalmist David as he foretold of Jerusalem. Of Jesus, I said, come to Psalms 103, and I I took them to Psalms 103, and I says, the psalmist David foretold of the good news. He foretold of what Jesus would do. He foretold of him when he would come, and he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. I said, people of Greece. God, his son Jesus, has made a way for you and I to be free from every iniquity, every sin that we've thought or done or spoken in our lives. God does not want you to be a slave any longer. I said to them, I said to them, uh, a few years ago, I was in Bend, Oregon. And after I'm done speaking, this young, beautiful young girl, she comes up to me and she says to me, sir, can I please talk to you? I said, yes. She says to me, she says to me, three years ago, your band Red Rain was at my high school. You did a concert at my high school. I came to the concert completely stoned on heroin. She says, I was a dealer and an addict. She says to me, as you, as you were singing up front, I'm dancing like this in the mosh pit. At a certain moment, I fall on my face and I was instantly sobered. I went back and gave my life to Jesus and I've not touched a drug since that day. Come on. That's enough to make you want to shout and jump around a little bit. Now, what is the crazy part of the story is she was delivered before she received Jesus. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he, now, it's up to her what she does with that. She can turn her back on God. She can run away from God. She can despise God. She can do what she wants, just like all of us. Free will is ours. But God is not hiding. Jesus is not hiding. His Holy Spirit is right here and available for all of us to receive 
if we have a heart to receive him. Many are called. It's our choice. He forgives all your iniquities. And if you're here today and you're still holding on to things of the past, I encourage you to release them. We've all got stuff we've done. We've all made some crazy mistakes, haven't we? We've all said stuff, looked at stuff, touched stuff, done stuff, acted in certain ways that you know is what is evil. We've all done that. But Jesus has made a way for us to be free from the power of the guilt and shame of that sin. If we repent and ask him for forgiveness, he'll make a way for us. The Bible, <coughs> the Bible says he heals all your diseases. I said to him, people of Greece, a few years ago, I was in Germany, and as I'm worshiping, we have an incredible time. This was in July. Fast forward to October. The pastor from Germany gets a hold of me. He says, he says to me, I'm now, I'm now in America. He rings up and says, did you hear the news? Did you hear the news? I said, no, what news? He said, my son's healed, completely healed. I said, what was wrong with your son? He said, my son was mostly deaf. As we were driving home after the event, you did in, our, in, our, in our, our church. He says, my son says, daddy, 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 I can hear, I can hear. Take me to the doctors. The pastor says, I'm ashamed to say it took me two months to take my son to the doctor. He goes to the doctor, a German doctor, gets testing done. And the German doctor says, I can't explain it. I don't, it, I don't know why this has happened, but your son, there is no problems with his hearing. He's completely healed. The pastor says, well, actually, we believe that God is a healer. The doctor then wrote on the description of what happened. Uh, this young boy was, was healed by a faith healer. We know there's no faith healer. The Holy Spirit is able to heal and make us whole. God made a way. Now, my mother died of cancer. My mother passes away. We prayed, we believed God, but she passed away. But she's alive today and she's healed. One way or another, God heals us, whether it's here or there. So don't you dare allow Lucifer to take your mind in your heart. If someone who was dear to you passed away when you prayed and you believed, don't you dare allow the God of this earth to come in and to block you from being the vessel that God wants you to be just because something happened and you believed and it didn't happen like you thought it would. Do not be a victim of that evil spirit that wants to rob us of the freedom that Jesus has given us. I tell you something, when I release, I have never cried like a baby, a full-grown man. When I heard about mum, I grieved. I was convulsing in my bed all night. I was that much pain. But as I released it to the Lord and said, Father, I don't know how to do this. He came in and he healed me and gave me the picture of her. She's alive today. Your family, knowing Jesus, we live this is just the beginning. This earth is just a moment in time. There's an eternity and we'll all be together. So thank the Lord for that today. The Bible says he heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. How many here today have ever had destruction walk across your path? Family, we all have. It's called living on a fallen planet. It's goofed up. How do you feel about all the pastors in Ukraine having to flee their homes? Did you know did you know that out of the 23 years that I've toured all over the globe, there is one nation that has been, you could say, has been in perpetual revival, and that is called Ukraine. Out of all the nations of the world, 
That is the nation where souls have been saved, sick have been healed, churches have been planted everywhere since that since the Soviet wall fell, the move of God has been phenomenal. And now look at Ukraine. We gotta know whose we are. We gotta know where our hope is. The Bible says what? Store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust can't destroy and thieves don't break in and steal. God is our source and our supply. And not one hair on your head can be touched unless he allows it. And if he allows it, it's for his glory. There are people over in Ukraine who have been protected, looked after. Pastors, uh, God is moving incredibly in Ukraine. God is moving incredibly in hearts. In the midst of the chaos, in the midst of all the craziness, some are dying. Some are losing their lives. But the Bible didn't say we wouldn't. Some of us are martyrs. Who knows? Who knows? But we don't turn our back against the God who's given us eternity and life. He's with us today. The Bible says, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. How many here today, you need your youth to be renewed like an eagle? Yeah, he does that too. He renews our youth when we trust in him, when we obey him. He makes a way for us. Let's all stand together today. Say good news. Say good news. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, oh, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear. And grace, my fears relieved. How precious tears that grace appeared. The hour I first believed. As we close today, Isaiah 52, 7 says this. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Say good news. It says, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Romans 10, 14 to 18 says, how shall they, how then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How beautiful. It says, and and how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel 
of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. I was going to call the message today, Beautiful Feet. Beautiful Feet. How beautiful are your feet? How beautiful are our feet? Has our lives been used to be channels to bring the good news? Is our lives submitted and surrendered to our Father in heaven? How will they hear of the good news of Jesus unless someone preaches? How will they hear? How will the world know about this good news unless there's a preacher? The good news of the gospel is good news in the midst of bad news. And as we close this time, as we bring this moment to a conclusion, The Spirit of the Lord is crying out, calling for the body of Christ to to ensure that the words that we're hearing are filtered correctly through the Word of God so that our lives are not consumed with the bad news, but they they are channels of truth that bring good news to those who need it. The clarion call of heaven is for all of us to be preachers of the gospel of Jesus. The cross that you have on that T-shirt is good news. God wants to use you in your sphere of influence to bring it. God wants to use you, sir, within your sphere of influence to release it. You guys. All of us have a sphere of influence that God wants to use. I love the cat dude at Rock, man. But God wants to use you in your sphere of influence to bring good news to the people in your space. Good news of the gospel. And the Spirit of the Lord, as we, as, as we, as we end this time, is asking, who will go for me? Who will say, yes, here I am, send me? As every eye is shut, And every head is bowed today. The clarion call of heaven is for who, is for who, who, who will go for me? Who will bring my good news? In the midst of chaos, yes. In the midst of evil, yes. In the midst of uncertain times, yes. In the midst of all the madness in the world, yes. Who will bring my good news? Jesus brought the good news at the time in history where the Roman Empire was as brutal as the world has ever seen. Nothing compares, nothing in America compares to what the Roman people experienced at the time that Jesus brought the good news. Will we take that? Will we, will we say yes? Will we say, say here, here I am, Lord. I don't know how. I don't even know if I can, but I say yes. I want to be someone that you can use to bring the good news. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you to respond, not to me, but to this moment. We're not going to leave this building. We're not going to leave this building without a response to heaven. We're not going to leave the space without a response in our hearts. Just a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. You're going to raise your hand to him. And in raising your hand, you're going to say, here I am, Lord. Send me, use me, help me to bring the good news of Jesus. That's your response today. So as every eye is shut, every head is bowed, if you're here today, you would say, I want to be somebody 
that my Father in heaven can use as a member of the body of Christ. I want to be someone who can bring, who, who will bring the good news. If that's you here, just lift your hand straight up in the air now, straight up in the air. Lift it straight up. This is a moment, family. This is a moment. I'm going to ask you all, every person who lifted their hands to come and stand up the front here right now. Take a step. Take a bold step. Take a step. Move up the front. And we are laying our lives down right now at an altar. This is what this is significant of. We're laying down our lives. Make space, everybody. Make space. We're laying our lives down. We're going to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I have decided come on, to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Sing it. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. Repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I understand today that when Adam sinned, we all became sinners. But when Jesus came, he made a way for me to be free from Adam's sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus has made a way for me to be free. And so today, I open my heart to you afresh. And I ask you, Jesus, to come and live in my heart. Help me to follow you. Thank you for the good news that you brought in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the chaos, in all the evil. Jesus, you are good news. And so I run to you today. I surrender my family. I surrender my life. Come and live in me. Breathe through me. And let that good news touch people around me. Help me to be the witness of freedom that you made me to be. In Jesus' name, thank you for your love towards me and for your goodness and kindness. Today, we pray 
where our nation, this beautiful country of America, we pray for our families, for our cities and our communities. We have backslidden. We have left our first love. And we pray that by your mercy and grace, you would lead us home, bring our nation back, bring our people back. But it starts with my community. It just begins with my household. So we surrender. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender all to Thee, I freely give. I will ever love and trust You, all to Thee, my Savior. I surrender all. Lord, I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. We command all sickness and disease to go from the, the body of Christ, in the name of Jesus, every, every fear, every care, every hurt, every worry, in the name of Jesus, I command those chains to come off your people, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we love you. We surrender to you. And we thank you for this moment in our lives that we'll never forget this beginning, like a new beginning, like a new start. It's a fresh anointing. It's a fresh flow of your spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.